We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on W-E-E-I. Listening, a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. You know, tonight is the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, today is. And of course, Steelers Raiders play tonight, 50th, the golden anniversary, Rob. Mm. 50 years from now, will we be talking about the Las Vegas lateral or the Sin City miracle? No. Because textures continue to weigh in. This texture keeps saying how it rolls off your tongue, Sin City miracle, accept it and embrace it. But if you're a Patriots fan, it's not a miracle. You here's, can't call it the Sin City miracle. Here's the biggest difference is that the, the Immaculate Reception, correct me if I'm wrong, <clears throat> Pittsburgh can, mm-hmm. it meant something for a good team, right? What was their first playoff win in their history, going back to 1933. There, there, there you go, right? Yeah. It's the same as the tuck rule. It meant something. But if the tuck rule happens for a team that's 3-7 and seven or whatever it is, it doesn't make a difference. It's about to save McDaniel's job. Unless he was well, safe Well, I mean, anyway. let's go back to uh, did it save Dan Campbell's job when, when Miami did that against – when Gronk was trying to tackle – bizarrely <laughs> tackle someone at the goal line? Yeah, no. But Campbell's thriving. He's bounced back. I know. Shime. Shime picking, picking the Lions he loves to the make Lions. the playoffs. He made a bet that the Lions are going to make the playoffs. Lions at the Panthers today, 1 o'clock. You want to do a whip around? Shine did a whip around in the uh, nine o'clock hour. I know, but when when the gambling stuff happens, I told you when Costos was on the other day, you it, were totally silent. It was like I don't know what what it compares to. Sometimes people check out during certain segments. Like sometimes Raycroft's in, and it gets into like uh, some <laughs> three, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. Raycroft's the man. Uh, his last show, by the way, twenty share the, the Raycroft Philly. People show. love Raycroft. People love Raycroft. Uh, so that's a bad example. But anyway, sometimes people just sit. But you sat out the entire gambling Which segment. is very unlike me. You, totally. Yeah. I even I pointed at you for a question. You were like, nope. It was, it's almost like, I, I listen, Nick Gossett, he's doing very well. I mean, I think he has like maybe the biggest podcast in the company right now. He does. And you better you bet. Yeah. Costa, it, so yeah. And so, and so he obviously has a thing going. But the combination of the energy and sort of the stuff that I don't really know what he's talking about. It, it, you reach a point where, like, I, I, what am I going to ask? Really? Only thing, the only thing you liked was Shine dropping Lou Anarubo's name <laughs> twice. <laughs> the defensive coordinator of the Bengals. Well, well that's, what he, that's what Nick Costa said. Oh, he, you know, and, and, and on top of everything, a good Italian guy from New York. And Shine goes, amen. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What? 50 years from now, we'll be talking about that Costa's interview. <laughs> what? 
I did. I mean, even with Mike Milbury, you know, like I do my best with hockey, but Mike Milbury, I said, well, you know, do you remember what kind of shoe it was? A great question. I thought that advanced the conversation. It did. became he, a story at WEI.com. He, well, he ripped the entire uh, city of New York and their shoe wearing ability. Now, uh, speaking of the Bengals, and we're leading up until the game today, WEI Football Saturday of some note here, Ken and Bradbo on this Christmas Eve. Mike Reese tweets out a picture of Devin Asiasi coming into the stadium today. Bengals third string tight end and says Devin Asiasi revenge game, which question mark, which leads to just reflecting on the Asiasi era and Jermaine Wiggins height of his powers oh. when he was a 10 of 10 oh. predicting this for Asiasi. <laughs> was this the Cam Newton year? Uh, oh, yeah, it was, was. Cam Newton. I, that Cam and oh, Asiasi it, no, were going to be You know what hot. it was? It was the Jared Stidham year. That was everywhere we thought Jared Stidham was. I have it listed here from 2021. 2021. Yeah, it, was, it was when Jared Stidham was perceived as a starting quarterback until Cam Newton signed. Okay, so here is Wiggy. Devin Asiasi will have a better year statistically, I'd say receptions and yardage, than Rob Gronkowski. That's sizzling. That's sizzling. <laughs> That's a sizzle. I'm telling Save you, that one. I'm telling you. I, I, Receptions, I see, yards, touchdowns, all three. I, so not better, touchdowns, better. not touchdowns. I okay. think Gronk gets some more touchdowns. I could see this kid ending the season with 80-plus catches. <laughs> wow. 80-plus catches. So there's a lot to pick through there. <laughs> uh, which, First of all, which was the worst prediction? The Cam Newton $30 million a year uh, contract or whatever it was? Or, yeah, well, or no, that. Well, nothing will top that. But a, a, a underplayed soundbite when it comes to Devin Asiasi, I've always felt this, and I try to force it down people's throat, but they don't seem to care, was John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh on draft night, on draft day, when he's being interviewed, and they take Devin DuVernay. Devin, oh, the, right? Our Devin versus their right, Devin. Right, yeah. So he says, we thought we were really worried about the Patriots taking DuVernay because they need a receiver, and instead they pick. We we he was celebrating them taking Devin Asiasi. Great call. They went ninety right back to back. Ninety first pick of the draft, Asiasi. It, it was ninety second. We, we, fo- we focused so much on um, on um, the Rams coach, Sean McVay. Sean McVay laughing. When Cole Strange, like, they took him, they took who? Cole Strange? Oh man, who's laughing now? McVay. Oh no, no, I was laughing at something else. Your team sucks. Yeah, so everyone focuses on that, but I think the John Harbaugh clip <laughs> of him saying, "Oh man, whoa, oh, we really dodged a bullet when they picked that that awful <laughs> tight." Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. And and the the other part about the Asiasi thing, which is of all the criticisms that Bill Belichick gets when it comes to drafting, maybe one of the worst moments of his draft regime era was that draft. Yeah, sure, they got Kyle Duggar. Good. Good job. But you you tried to replace Rob Gronkowski by using oh, two, two oh. third round picks. Schultz. No, no. Dalton Keene. Keene. Dalton Keene. Yeah. And Devin Asiasi. And in that same draft, in the fifth round. Oh, the kicker. Draft Roar Wasser. Fitzy and I were on the air that day. My God, we couldn't believe it. I mean, talk about, we we talk about COVID, like, impacting a lot of things. (laughs) That clearly impacted, like, his decision making. Do I dare bring up Ryan Izzo as well? 
Well, that wasn't that draft. No, that wasn't that draft. No, I'm this talking about draft. he. He tried to he tried to correct. He tried to autocorrect the Gronkowski departure by saying, "I mean, there's no way around. You can't just say, oh, we're taking a flyer guy. It was a value pick. It was it was this player, best player available. No, you picked the same position with a third round. Yeah, but they did get Uche, and they got Michael and Wenyu in that draft, too. Yeah. In the sixth round. Well, I actually bizarrely was sitting around the house one day and did this exercise of how good they are in the sixth and seventh. So what they do is they, they trade like a – a uh, six-round pick for a seventh and a six or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep. And they almost always nail those picks. That's where they, they, they really get, those, like you said, Awonu and um, Inuche. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Whatever he's calling himself now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but but that one, the back to the, the tight ends in the third round, and uh, I don't know if we have that. Look deep down if you can find that. For, for the, uh, the John, John Harbaugh, Harbaugh clip. I, I know that we put in the system because I begged, but I, just, I thought that was worse, McVay. <clears throat> you know, this year's draft – is very interesting. I'll tell you one guy to watch the rest of the year is Tyquan Thornton, their second-round pick. That is huge. They need him to come alive. That will dictate not everything they do this offseason, but I, I know people, they need to get a, 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 an elite receiver, obviously. It goes without saying. But Thornton, they need to be a contributor, especially because uh, Jacoby Myers is gonzo, right? I mean, he, they're not going to pay what he's going to command on the open market. It seemed like they were trying to get him going last week a little. Yeah, we forget tried. everything about that game yep. except for the end. Yeah. But, you know, Ramonde Stevenson, you have uh, Tyquan Thornton. So, yeah. I Marcus mean, I, Jones had a great play. There's a third-round pick. That's I, think, I think if you look at this draft, it's pretty good draft. Yeah, I mean, so far, it's Cole Strange is okay. You probably overpicked. I mean, definitely overpicked. But, but he's a starter. He's that's all you want, right? He's a starter. Marcus and Jack Jones, Zappy in the fourth round. And then the two running backs who have been okay, you know, yeah. could, could turn into something. Plus Thornton. So, yeah, so far so good. Christian Barmore has been hurt. They need him to finish strong. Second-round pick from a few years ago. But he, Stevenson, you know, Mac obviously, if, if he sticks around, he's... Really, it was that, that one year, the COVID year, where... It was everything reverse, reversal when it came to the Patriots. Usually they blow the first pick and then nail the others. That year they got Kyle Duggar. And Traded they, back for the Lenore Ryan guy who had an unbelievable pick last week. What a pick. Yeah, he's a good player. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He's a good player. They've nailed it. Everybody that mocked him yeah. that year is now eating their words. Yeah, it, which is – it goes back to – it goes back to when Bill Belichick is drafting. What always drove me nuts is, is saying, oh, well, hey, listen, we can't say that this guy should have been picked here because it's how they valued him. But the problem with that, Ken, is that it's not only it's not only how everybody else value him, it's how other teams are valuing him. So if you can get the kicker in the, in the last round or as a rookie free agent, you don't draft him in the fifth round. God, Roar Wasser in round five. What was, ha- what was he thinking? <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, now, Red Sox Minute. Ooh. Oh, you, you, <laughs> we teased this and we need to pay off. Okay. So what's your reporting on Nathan Evaldi today? So the Red Sox have – they offered the qual- they offered a multi-year contract, which was seemingly, seemingly very low. They offer the qualifying offer. He doesn't take him. So now he goes into the market with his qualifying offer attached. And a lot of people thought, well, you know, maybe he's out of luck. If you look at MLB trade rumors, the free agent rankings, he right now is the top free agent available at number 23. He's a good pitcher. I mean, nobody. He's a a, a good pitcher, but he has a qualifying offer attached. So you're wondering uh, where he's going to fit. Was his, would Dombrowski sign him to that extension? Yeah. Sort of mock that. 
And he, he lived being, up to it, right? Yeah, I think that at the end of the day, I think it was four years. What sixty nine million? I think that all things considered, it was he was he was worth it. So you, ha- Dave, Dave, Dave got fired for it. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, he was the guy, right? I mean, he was the guy. To one of the guys that John Henry said, "How dare you pay this guy? Uh, we should just turn the roster over. What are we doing?" Um, but so I, talking to a couple people yesterday, the Angels. The Rangers and the Padres, especially with the Angels and the Padres, it seems like they are really, really after Evaldi. And then there's an American League East team, not named the Red Sox, who is also in on Evaldi, who we thought, you know, the Yankees, that was the backup plan to Carlos Rodon. Once Rodon signed, they, oh, maybe, well, you know, I would not be surprised if either the Yankees or Rays. Are, is is that American League East team? So Avaldi, in in synopsis, Avaldi does have a market. He is getting interest. He is valued. He has landed as in a pretty good spot because he's the guy who is the high, high highest rated free agent as we sit here. You had said the Blue Jays had interest in him a while ago, right? Is Toronto still in the mix for him or no? I don't remember that. I thought you. Had I said mean, that. they they might be. I mean, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. Uh, not the, I know they were leading in the Patriots game. Their rotation the, stacked. The, the, the rotate. Well, they got Bassett right. Mm-hmm. They just and they got some. They just made a trade with the Arizona Diamondback for uh, our Var show. Pretty good outfielder. They got Kiermaier, a good defensive outfielder. Every I, I don't know. In synopsis, the everyone's making moves with the Red Sox. Well, really, what is their rotation next year? What's their plan? Are they going to sign a starter? Well, or trade for well. Somebody? The only starter is worth signing right now is Waka. <laughs> You sign Waka back, okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to make trades. The, the, so Whitlock's can, in the rotation. Bayo's in the rotation. Whitlock, Bayo, Sale, Pavetta, Paxton. So, Paxton. but but you know you can say for the Red Sox, you can say, hey, you know the off season's not over, and that's true. But a big piece of the off season is over, which is the the piece of the off season where you said you had all this money and we were going to use it to sign. These impactful free agents. That is over. You know how I know? Because all those guys are signed by other teams. <laughs> so it's science. You got Yoshida and you got a closer. Oh, you got Yoshida, you got Kenley Jansen, and you got yeah. Justin Turner. And Turner. Yeah. There you he go. might be the face of the team. It's unbelievable. Who is the Justin Turner on the Patriots right now? 617-779-7937. All right. Uh, inactives are coming soon. Kickoff Woo! temperature is 18 it. degrees at Gillette. It feels like five. What's the, the wind, wind though? What's the wind? That's what I mean. 20-mile-an-hour winds feels like five degrees. Can the Bengals hang with the mighty Patriots today? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And a new one just begun And so this is Christmas That is a great Christmas song there from John Lennon. I put the McCartney one ahead of it in my la- rankings last year, but I might have to rethink that. I have to rethink that, Rob. Brad Bose here. It is WI Football Saturday. I am Ken Laird. Joe Braverman on the controls today. One to ten, John Lennon. What, what? Where's his power? Jeez. <laughs> oh, Not a nice question. I hope what it's a nice weekend. About? I hope everybody has a nice week. I hope people enjoy the Bengals Patriots game today. There's a lot of negativity out there. They're still in it. They are still in it. They could pull this off. Inclement weather. Wind chill temperatures at five. Burrow doesn't want this. They're hot. Bengals are in. They have they don't have a ton to play for, do they? What do the Bengals have to play for? I think Burrow wants it all. He's wearing the Nick Offerman sweater. Yeah. He's good, but he's gonna get hit today. Uche and Judon are gonna make him feel that cold. And I can sense an upset. Now, if it goes the other way, do you think Mac gets booed? Does it get unruly, or is it just kind of the vibe now? Holiday weekend, some empty seats, cheap tickets. Do you think it will actually just be uh, a whimper more than a bang of anger? Uh, if I'm wrong and this goes south. Yeah, they lose. And it, does it get ugly there or no? No, I mean, I think it, it, the apathy starts creeping in. It depends on Mac Jones. More if, apathy than anger. So... If Mac Jones, here's the bizarre thing. If Mac Jones plays fairly well and they lose, then it becomes a little bit apathetic because, like, eh, you know, what are you going to say? But if he, he gets, got if he gets benched, then everyone, the vitriol about, you know, what's going to happen to Mac Jones and, yeah, I think that it amps up. But either way, I'll say it again. The As a football fan, the worst feeling is – a, not having anything on the line the last couple of weeks, and B, definitely not being in the playoffs. That sucks. And it is bizarre because when I was talking about it before, thinking about being here and being at any um, sports media organization in town throughout that tenure, it was like it was a fork. You booked the hotel rooms. Yeah. You booked the flights, all of it, to whatever the Super Bowl was. Mm-hmm. The rite of passage. Yeah, and now uh, not so much. By the way, a little bit of interesting reporting here from Andrew Callahan of the Herald. Ted Karras return game today, and apparently several Patriots are catching up with Karras before the game. He was a very well-liked guy here. He went to the Bengals in free agency for three years, $18 million. According to sources... Uh, of Andrew Callahan's at the Herald. The Patriots had offered him a deal, then had offered him a... The initial offer was $15 million contract. They then had a lower offer in the offseason. They lowered it down to $13 million and he bolted. 
So they offered, they were in on him to a point they had dropped down their initial offer, bizarrely, and then he went for $5 million more to the Bengals. Mm, sounds familiar. <laughs> is, that a, is that Bogarts-esque? Yeah. I mean, and let me just say, Belichick loves Ted Karras. This was him earlier in the week about him. Yeah, Ted's done a good job. <laughs> well, he's probably pissed at that. But the, but who, who's the blame there? Bill, I mean, he lowballed the guy in his free agent uh, year. So that is interesting. So Karras will be pissed off then today. He's coming to play. Oh, he should have you, you don't you don't want to see a pissed off Ted Karras. I like Ted Karras. Yeah. <laughs> then again, Uche's looking good. Uche's got some good. Uh, well, but you are you are tying yourself in a knot. How about this? How about this? If Mac Jones, I'll come back to my original statement. What today is? It changed the narrative Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's Bill O'Brien Saturday. With it, that report. Well, that that will change the narrative, but it's changed the narrative for the time being. We're dealing in the here, the now. We both think that the report about Bill O'Brien writing out his contract in Alabama that that. Bill Belichick said, hey, Nick Saban, I'm going to wait till next year to go after Bill O'Brien, and that was the plan all along. I think we both agree with that, correct? Correct. Okay. But in the here and the now, the change in narrative Saturday is changing the narrative for Mac Jones and changing the narrative just even for a glimmer of hope, Matt Patricia. Just come out and, and do something that it feels like it's more of the offense that people remember from last year and not the offense – the experts like Dan Orlovsky's and everybody else, my good friend Mike Lombardi is picking apart. Well, by the way, we haven't mentioned Lombardi at all either today. Oh, to, that was the quote of the week, him ripping Belichick. Yeah. <clears throat> to give Patricia a little bit of credit, and this is not going to save his job, they did have two moments of creativity last week. <clears throat> One was Marcus Jones in the backfield. The other was that two-point conversion play with the four receivers stacked to the right and that fade pass for Jacoby Myers, which put the Patriots up 24-17. At the time, they were rolling. And if they win that game, Rob, the whole, she's talking about the narrative. How different is the season if they come into this Saturday and don't absolutely need this, and they're still in the mix, and Patricia and Mac had a comeback win, and Patricia had a little bit of creativity. It, the whole thing flipped on that Las Vegas Marcus Jozo is a perfect example of what we're talking about, where – you know, they, they they find Marcus Jones' first pass, the first offensive play the guy has. Great. He touched down. And then after that, it was almost like if if Joe Schmo was running an offense. <laughs> oh, this seems good. Let's keep doing it. Let's put him there. Like this is oh this is oh well, oh they're never the defense is never gonna catch on. When Marcus Jones is in the game, we're gonna try to get the ball to him. Yeah, but sometimes obvious is good. But not really. <laughs> Not, 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 not in the NFL. Sometimes you got to give the people what they want. <laughs> I don't mind him going back to the well. If it was working, oh, really? if it's possible, what do you want? More throws to Janu? More screens? This is, this is why the NFL evolves. What do Ken. you want from Patricia? The guy's giving you everything. <laughs> he has. He has given me one of the best tweets I've had in a long time, which is he looks at his play sheet like he looks at a, a menu from an all-night <laughs> diner. Let's go to the call. T-bone steak or, or egg white omelet. Which is it going to be? 617-779-7937. By the way, a lot of the, the text line's still hot about the uh, Las Vegas lateral or the Sin City Miracle. Well, what is it called? Not be. And I like nicknames. And just to, for a little history lesson, the Immaculate Reception was a caller suggestion, and it stuck for 50 years. It's the anniversary tonight, a caller to Myron Cope's talk show, 11 p.m. Uh, on a Christmas Eve in Pittsburgh after the game. Somebody suggested that's the name, and it's stuck for 50 years. So you could, be a, you could make a difference today. 
by calling up Rob Bradford and yeah. saying, hey, hey, it's it's the Sin City miracle, whatever it is. Well, I remember uh, the Bo- remember obviously remember Boston Strong off the 2013 marathon. Yeah. So I tracked down, I traced back with thanks to the Red Sox social media team about where that initially came from, who tweeted that first. And it was a teacher in Ohio who actually did that first. And think about that. Like that, the teacher in Ohio, and I, I'm sorry, I forget his name, but I wrote a story. You can Google it. He, 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 he came out with this Boston Strong thing. It caught a lot of heat. I think Middlebrooks and Gomes and all these people. But not only with the Boston Strong with 2013, but we hear the blank strong with a lot of things now. Oh yeah, I mean we and we didn't hear that at all before Boston Strong, did we? Correct. No, I, that that was definitely. I'm gonna look set that the guy trend. up. Yeah, there you go. Meantime, let's go we to can Ryan. Make a difference, Ryan. You can make a difference. How are you? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. Um, you know, I've been saying it since. Geez, one of the offense started being terrible. Uh, week four, I guess. <laughs> uh, my guy. I've been thinking about it since. Since okay, we need an OC. He's within the organization. He's got the respect from players. He's got the respect from coaches. You can't say the guy doesn't know football because he's played almost every position. Why are we not talking about Troy Brown taking a shot at offensive coordinator? He's been our fourth-string quarterback at times. He's played cornerback. The guy clearly knows teams. He made Marcus Jones into exactly what we see today. And was it the time when Myers messed up on the sidelines, was doing this, that, and the other, and he got in his face? This guy can run the offense, in my opinion. Granted, I'm extremely biased because he's my favorite player. But why are we not talking about Troy Brown? I think he could be the guy that could take over this offense. And it's not saying that Bill won't respect him. Bill, Bill's had him as a player. If, say, we get Tom Brady back, we probably won't. Tom knows him. Tom's played with him. Tom would have respect for him. The guy has respect from everybody, commands respect from everyone younger, older. That's my guy. He's my OC pick. Good call, Ryan. You know, obviously – He's got a uh, good resume, but as a coach, it's only two years. So just to be fair about it, Rob, is he is he qualified after two years as a receiver coach to be a coordinator? I, I, I don't know. The I, I don't. That. Th- yeah, I mean that's the problem. We don't know. We can say we love Troy Brown and we love you know everything he's done. We, good for him for um, making Marcus Jones a better player. But in terms of offense quarter, we just don't know. I will say this: I think for this team at this moment in time, you need somebody who has has definitively established themselves as being able to do that job. You have this staff of maybes and I don't knows and sort ofs. You need that guy. And I think Bill O'Brien, as we pointed out, he's the perfect guy. And and I, I think also from the player's perspective, Mac Jones isn't going to snap back at, at a Bill O'Brien. And and if, if Troy Brown gets in there and he starts messing up, then it's going to be Matt Patricia all over again. It just is. Yeah. You need well, this staff. Oh, that bad. They're, oh, okay, maybe. But this this coaching staff is is so unlike I think any other coaching staff because almost every NFL coaching staff has that at least one guy who you default to. I was going to say Charlie Moore, Tom Moore, like that. The Tom Moores of the mm-hmm. world. Yep. Right. So who is that? Well, that would be Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Unless well, you want to bring Charlie Weiss out of retirement. Or, or, or Charlie Moore. If you, if you <laughs> or like. Charlie Moore outdoors. <laughs> oh, we got a Red Sox call. You want to go to Jack? What, what, well, you know, the, the baseball hey, expert here. Jack, Red Sox insider yeah, just, Brad Foe's here. Just Jack. a heads up, though. If, if the inactives come out, I, I'm going to have to make the call short. But that's, that's <laughs> a big if. Understandable. I'll make it, I'll make it brief then. Uh, yeah, good morning, you two. Uh, happy holidays. Thanks Same for taking you. my call. Thanks. 
Um, but yeah, generally, I, I think they need to go after one of those three guys at least that they let that they're letting walk uh, in terms of pitching. Eovaldi, Waka, or I mean, even Rich Hill would probably be fine. I mean, they technically have like a five or six guy rotation, like technically. But uh, Sale and Paxton are question marks health wise. Um, Hauk and Whitlock, they're excellent relievers, but they're still kind of question marks as starters. They're not bad, but you don't know, you know, what, what their best role is necessarily. Um, so you need at least one of those guys just to have like a to be sure that you have a functional rotation. Yeah, I mean, I love Bayo, and he improved, but he did not yeah. quite live up to Baby Pedro yet, Rob. So they're, well, they're we, all questions. Well, we yeah. thought coming in this the off season that they were going to go out and get a starting pitching like a top of the rotation guy or at least a middle of the rotation guy, and that hasn't happened. I think that Who of did the Barrett, they Barrett, lost three. Barrett loved Winkowski, <laughs> didn't he last year? Yes, for our old friend Brian he, 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 for a he, while, and then he turned on him hard. Did he? Oh, he. Turned I thought on he loved hard. the ground ball rate. No, he, he all turned on by September. He was turning on him hard. Oh, okay, he did not like the stock standard oh, comment about Wrigley Field. Um, but I, I would say of these guys, Jack, I think that Waka is probably the most likely. Um, and I don't, okay. I don't even know that. I think that there's other teams in because when, when, yeah. when you know that Evaldi's getting strong interest from the Padres and the Angels, in, um, in the Rangers. That means that there's probably some interest in Waka. And we already talked about the Orioles, who we know have interest yeah, in both Orioles, Waka yep. and Rich Hill. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, <laughs> this, is the, yeah, this is the problem Thanks, with the Jack. Red Sox, though, is that they've shown no ability to win like a bidding war. Yoshida. Well, exactly. And we can't be hypocrites. They 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 shock and awe when it came to Yoshida. They they had this sort of offer that wasn't even going to allow anyone else to have a Zoom call. Heim loves contact hitters and solid leadoff men. And uh, not power. And not a power guy. No, no. Well, that's what he said. He wanted power. Said that on the to baseballs the great, and boring to podcast. Quote the great Mark James: "Where's the power? Where's the power? <laughs> that's that defines the off season. Let's go to John and Norton. Hi, John. Hey, guys, um, I want to follow up on the Red Sox also. Um, so, Ken, you seem to be the only guy on the face of the earth that likes the Yoshida signing. Um, <laughs> every, everybody else in baseball says they paid double what he was worth. I, I know he did well in Japan, but that, that has no bearing. We don't know. So we have to hold judgment until after the season and see what he does, number one. Okay. And then, Rob, question for you. Yeah. In terms of Bloom, and I look at the moves he's made, the only really good move that I can think that he made was picking up um, Whitlock and then signing him. He looks to like get a lot of promise. I think the Walker move last year was good, and why they're not looking to bring him back, I don't know. But beyond that, I mean, Kiki Hernandez was okay two years ago. Last year, Billy played. But, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time they had as a net general manager Prior to Dan Duquette, I mean, it's it's just baffling. That his his judgment of talent is horrible. I give him no credit for drafting Marcelo Meyer last year because he was slated to go number one, and they got lucky when he fell to number four. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks, please. Thanks, Sean. Merry Christmas to you. I just have to check. Have you inactives out yet? Not no? yet. I oh, saw like... 10 minutes late. Why, what's happening? Oh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. They know, that, they, they know that I'm announcing them. That's why. And the Bengals have their inactives out. Really? They knew I had to get my Red Sox take in real quick. Respond to John. That's good. Uh, That's good stuff. I, I think that 
you know, we went into this offseason and say this was going to be the defining moment for Heim Bloom. And obviously, if you stopped right now, you're saying this isn't a good punctuation for Heim. It's, it's much more of a question mark than a, an exclamation. But you know, I think that he, he has to do something. He has to find something here because you can't end this offseason where you said you have all this money. We heard it from ownership. You have all this money. You're not going to under – we've never had this situation where you, we've had this much money. Just wait till Haim gets all this money to spend and you're landing with Yoshida, with Kenley Jansen, and with um, um, Justin Turner. I think that he still has to do something, and that's probably going to have to come in a, in a trade. So we still get a month and a half or whatever it is, but right now it's it's hard to it's even hard. even the Yoshida signing they announce it and then Boris is finishing up the Rodon deal with the Yankees in the Red Sox. Yeah, that, lounge. Was, that wasn't really reality. That wasn't no. That was made up. It wasn't no. He was he, he they finished the Rodon the Rodon deal was going on all day long and they did the Rodon deal after they had left Fenway Park. But I, I like the narrative. It's fine. Who reported that? I'm not making that up myself. Nah, it doesn't matter. Oh, that was Catillo, wasn't it? No, no, no. If it was Catillo, I would tell you. Somebody like Ian Brown. That was an Ian Brown report. No, Ian Brown of MLB no, no, reported no, no, faulty no, no. information. No, 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 no. But it was, it was, uh, yeah. But it was, it was, it was definitely. It was bizarre that you have. We can't be hypocrites when it comes to Yoshida. I know that Yoshida scratches where you itch, but we can't be. Well, hypocr- do they, hey, do they need a leadoff guy? Or do they need an? Uh, who knows if he's going to hit leadoff? But my point they, is, they is said that he's going. My to. point is, is that we don't know. We we. I haven't. I have never seen Yoshida play. You've so seen highlights. As I've seen I have. Yes, as you have. But if you want to get, if you like a guy and you are going to get him, you have to get uncomfortable in free agency. That's what they did for that guy. Yes. Now the problem is for everybody else. It doesn't seem like they're willing. And I know that uh, Alex Beard has had his notes. He does an excellent job at Sunday Notes. And he came out and said that a lot of agents are saying the new tax laws for Massachusetts is, is not helping matters. The millionaire tax laws. Which I would say this. Well, if that's the case, then everybody, if, hey, Red Sox, allocate a little bit more. Yeah. You just have to get uncomfortable. Well, hopefully they do with Devers at least. That's still out there. All right. Inactives are late. Mysteriously so. But when mm. they break... Rob Bradford breaks them. them. And I'm going to break Thompson, that story. Live from Gillette. Oh, they're just out. Are they? Yep. Oh. Get... Lineup's Lottie. out. Lineup is out. <laughs> do you want to tease this or do we have to be hot off the press? No, we have to do them now, okay, don't good. we? Yeah, go ahead. Well, tell me. <laughs> oh, you don't have them? Well, who? where do you see them? The official site of the New England Patriots oh. on Twitter. Oh, I should have that up, right? <clears throat> is there any surprises? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Ready? My first ever, of all the things that I've done in my life, I've never uh, done the live read of the inactives. All right, here we go. Chris Evans, running back. Who's he? Jalen Davis, quarterback. You're looking Wait, at the Bengals what, side. That's the Bengals inactives. Oh, oh. I'm, I was going to do both inactives. Oh, oh. <clears throat> oh, you want me just to do the Patriots? Yes, lead okay. with the Patriots. Don't bury right. the lead. Oh, this is a bad one. Yep. Jack Jones, yep. cornerback. Oh, that's another that, bad that's one. Surprise. Another ba- this is not a good inactive lift. Devontae Parker, wide receiver. Yeah, we knew he was up. Jalen Mills, cornerback. And we knew he was up. And who was the guy who reported this? <sighs> Jordan Schultz. Fraudulent. That's why they waited 10 minutes later. Damian Harris, running back, mm-hmm. out. Inactive. Out. Not even an emergency. Raleigh Webb, Ooh. wide receiver. Sam Roberts, defensive tackle. And Bledsoe, Joshua Bledsoe, out. So if I'm going to say the most surprising impactful, well, 
Should we wait for the break until I define that? Yes. Okay. We'll tease that ahead. Well, we'll pick And that. we'll get Kyrie, Kyrie on Thompson. live from there Gillette Stadium with, to react to this. But, yeah, the big news there. Jack Jones and Damian Harris out today in addition to Devontae Parker and Jalen Mills, which we knew. Kenna Bradford, WEI Football Saturday. Pats Bengals at 1. We lead you up until kickoff. Here's your preferred Christmas song of the Greg Hill Morning Show, Tom Petty. Ken Laird, Rob Bradford in for Curtis today on this Christmas Eve. Happy holidays, everybody. Our NFL injury update is brought to you by Ketchis Law Group. With offices across New England, Ketchis Law Group has won over a billion dollars for their injured clients since 1986. At Ketchis, you pay nothing unless they win. Learn more at KetchisLaw.com. We go live to Gillette Stadium and Bradford. You had the first lick, but Kyrie oh. Thompson has the official in action. Yeah, it's not said until Kyrie says it. Kyrie, how you doing, Bob? On the Harbor One Hotline. Hi, Kyrie. I'm doing wonderfully. How are y'all? Who's out? Who's in? Who's out? And what's it mean? Yeah, so the good news is that you have Jacoby Myers, got Ramondre Stevenson, Tyquan Thornton, John Jones in the lineup. And obviously, as you went ahead and alluded to, we have Jack Jones, Damian Harris out and obviously we knew about Devontae Parker as well. Jalen Mills is going to be out. And Joe Cardona was put on injured reserve. He's going to be out. So we're going to have a new long snapper today. Tucker Addington. Exciting stuff. That's great. That's big. But Any, any Addington jerseys in the stands yet? No? <laughs> any jerseys at all in the stands? I haven't. I haven't. I would have to think no. The only Tucker Addington jersey I've seen is the one that was hanging from his locker in one of the pictures. <laughs> well, what's it mean? Did you know Jack Jones was going to be out, or was this uh, is this a surprise? And how do they cover these Bengals receivers without him? Um, I was not terribly surprised uh, because he's been kind of struggling with this knee issue now for the last couple of weeks, and I hadn't necessarily heard a lot of positive momentum that he really looked like he was going to play. I'm sure you. You know, gave it a go, but uh, yeah, this seems to be a lingering issue, and one wonders. I mean, at this point, you're you're getting down to the end of the season. If it doesn't improve, if maybe you just go ahead and shelve them for the year. But in terms of um, just how they're going to cover these receivers, it was going to be a tough task one way or another. I mean, Jack Jones was getting spun around like a top against the Bills. It's not like he's necessarily um, you know shut down extraordinaire at this point in his career, but. Again, it leaves you really thin at cornerback, and you're going to be looking at a lot of Marcus Jones. You're going to see a little bit of Sean Wade, which, you know, again, he's not necessarily somebody you want to have out there a whole lot. So it's going to be a tough task. You know, Kyrie, there was a report just before the inactives came out that, that saying that Damian Harris was going to be active and he was going to stand in the sidelines, break glass in case of emergency type of deal, which, you know, obviously he's inactive. But it leads me to the question of, how much confidence do they have in the other guys? How much confidence do they have in Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris? I think that even if Damian Harris had been active and, and potentially been available to play, I still think those young guys were going to play. I mean, they, they've come on, and I think that that really was something that a lot of us wondered about. When 
you know, Damian Harris was hurt or Ramondre Stevenson was hurt earlier in the year. And, uh, for example, uh, again, in the Bills game, Ramondre played all but one snap and they gave Kevin Harris one carry and that was it. And you're just kind of wondering, like, where, where are these kids at? And they had to play them. They were forced to play them against the Cardinals and they played well. Last week, they combined, you know, for, for almost five yards of carry between them. So they've been proving that they deserve you know, more, more touches, more opportunities. So I think at this point, the confidence in, in the two of them is probably pretty decent. And I think they're going to have to have that confidence and show it this week because they need every difference maker they can have on offense. So Kyrie, the big news this morning came from Ian Rappaport with his sources telling him that Bill O'Brien is a strong option to return next year and be the play caller here. How do you um, think this plays out over the next few weeks? Any chance that this could even be a, an addition before the end of the season? And what's it mean for Mac Jones? Uh, no, I don't think that's possible. Um, because, I mean, for one thing, he's still going to be coaching the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, for that bowl game that's coming up. And then on top of that, it, it really there are a lot of hoops to jump through from, from here on out. So say they wanted to go the offensive coordinator hiring route. Well, then they need to go through the whole Rooney rule process and, you know, interview other candidates. So he's just, you would just be one candidate in that pool. Say they wanted to go the, you know, Matt Patricia, Joe judge route where they call him an offensive assistant and then give him play calling duties. They could do that. Does he want to do that? Would he prefer to have a straight up offensive coordinator tag, especially if he's talking about trying to go to, Get a, get another head coaching job, get another gig later on down the line. Is that something that, that he would do just to come back here? So I kind of view that report as file this under things we already knew. We already knew that he had been talking about, or you know, at least behind the scenes, we've heard that he wanted to return to the NFL and that the Patriots could certainly use him. But there's nothing, there, there's going to be no movement on that in my mind until February when his contract comes up, when it's officially up with Alabama, unless. Saban and Belichick work something out to get him here. Well, sort of double down on that question from Ken, Kyrie, is that one of the, the – you're right about all the things that you said, obviously, about the Rooney rule and you have to go through the process and you know whether or not he wants to come here and whatever title it is. But off of this report, defining that this was something that it was understood, that he was going to stay through this year, there was no doubt about it, that the Patriots couldn't come in with a shock and awe – um, offer to Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator, there is that line of thought that maybe the Patriots viewed it this way, which is you ride out the last year of Bill O'Brien at Alabama, you have Matt Patricia as the ultimate placeholder with the idea that you make the hard run at Bill O'Brien the f- f- going into 2023. And right, like you said, you have to go through the Rooney rule, you have to interview other people, but that scenario particularly what we've seen of Matt Patricia and how odd it, a hire it was and how Bill Belichick would never poach a guy like that from a friend of his like Nick Saban, I think it does hold some water. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely possible. And, I mean, again, it, it, would, it would make sense. I think, uh, you know, Albert Breer alluded to this on a number of occasions, you know, kind of that, that line of thinking that they, if anything was going to happen, it was going to have to be a brokered agreement between Bill Belichick 
and Nick Saban, and it, it really did seem like they were going to just let this one go because uh, Bill O'Brien wasn't going to try to force his way out or anything like that. It's also a pretty good gig over there, getting to work with Bryce Young and all that, that elite talent they have down at Alabama. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, it, it really did kind of strike me as a year where let's go with with the, the value, right, where we have Matt Patricia getting paid by the Detroit Lions and Joe Judge getting paid by the New York Giants and, you know, just see what we can do, pass some holes and, uh, and, and see how it works out. Obviously, it's worked out pretty terribly. Uh, but I, I would hope that this time around with, with some of those, I guess, excuses perhaps out the door, we're going to see a scenario where they really try to get a real offensive coach in the building if they don't want to roll with somebody like Nick Cayley, which they definitely had the option to do that. The fact that they chose not to, I think a lot of people are still questioning that. But, yeah, I think if you, if you asked me who would be the best option, I would tell you Bill O'Brien. The question is just going to be how do you get him here if that's what they believe, too. All right, Kyrie, how does today play out? Well, I would still think that uh, you know, the Bengals are the better team. I mean, they're, they're still they, they're going to be missing Sam Hubbard, you know, their best edge rusher, and they're going to be missing Hayden Hurst, tight end. So that's going to help you out a little bit. But I mean, you're not necessarily going to have a cold weather advantage because <laughs> listening to people talk about it on the elevator, in Cincinnati, it's way colder than it is here. And it, it's like one degree or two degrees, the wind chill right now. You rode the so elevator with tracks? Part- uh, I, I rode the elevator, I think, with a Cincy personnel guy, oh, okay. um, and they were and they were talking about it on there. <laughs> um, yeah, but but uh, yeah, I, I think that they have the they're equipped to ground and pound too. You know, just like the New England Patriots are. Um, I still think that they are, are probably the better team, so I would expect them to pull this out. But if they are going to win, I think it's going to be one up front by the defense, particularly getting pressure on Joe Burrow, Matthew Judon. You know, Josh Uche, Christian Barmore having a day and really making the Bengals pound it out on the ground. That could be one way that they could keep this close and maybe pull it out. Last thing for me, Kyrie, is you mentioned the, the wind, the wind chill. What about the wind? I mean, the wind is we – t- we hear about the wind in Cleveland being just horrific today, just being such a difference maker. Is it that bad there? Is it going to be that much of an impact? Well, you never know with the Gillette Stadium. That's always the thing. Right now it says the wind is about – 12 miles an hour or so. Um, but the thing about Gillette is that it swirls in there. Like, it, I mean, I walked through the parking lot and the wind wasn't really horrible. Um, obviously it was feeling pretty bitter and cold, but it wasn't the craziest thing I've ever seen. Stuff wasn't blowing all over the parking lot. But sometimes you get up here and you look down at the press box, everything looks pretty calm. Flag looks pretty calm. But then down on the field, things are swirling all over the place. And that can affect things like, you know, punts kicks the flight of a ball when it's being thrown and in particular you got two quarterbacks who aren't necessarily known for having very strong arms and Joe Burrow and Mac Jones so that could be a a catalyst for more running of the football if both teams don't want to put the ball in the air out of fear of what could possibly happen all right Kyrie enjoy the game today stay warm we'll be looking forward to your reporting appreciate you thanks Kyrie Kyrie Thompson from Gillette and of course, Jacoby Myers, Ramondre Stevenson are in. They are active, and they're going to be counted on today to try to beat the Bengals. We're up against it, Rob, but there is a there's a baseball report. Just oh in. my goodness! This is amazing. Mets have concerns with Carlos Correa's physical. So you're saying there's a chance? It ain't over yet. <laughs> Red Sox are interested, and they're involved. Uh, that's I'm just making that up, but I imagine they would be back in at some level.
Uh, but we'll talk about it. But mostly, Pats, Bengals, final hour until kickoff. We'll take your calls all the way up until that happens. It's Ken Bradfo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.